Right to be read podcast, episode number 149. Interview with Andrew O'Brien. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hey there, it's Annie Alexander, and as always, thanks a lot for listening to the podcast. Thanks for coming back. I really hope that it encourages and inspires you because it's very, very important. I realized that especially yesterday when I almost gave up, but then uh, almost is the keyword, and um, I'm back. I'm I'm getting back my motivation um i'm self-motivating myself and i hope that by listening to this podcast you will get the motivation you're lacking or the encouragement you need or the inspiration that will make you keep moving forward As I mentioned, I did a small survey among the podcast listeners and it came out that most of you really would like to publish your books and uh, haven't done so yet. So I have a new thing coming up. Uh, actually, it's already live and it's a self-publishing service for writers like you who have been writing who have the draft and don't know what to do next and want to publish their book so guess how it's called um well i decided not to go too far from what i've created already in terms of branding so the thing is called publish to be read and all you need to do is have your draft book just the draft the manuscript that's all we need and we will do everything to save time and you can avoid all the intimidating and frustrating details of book publishing we'll do it all for you so it's one-stop place where you get everything done and have your book published only in three weeks so publish to be read Dot com, and I'm saying this with my voice and recording this unofficially because the guy who is introducing me in the very beginning of the podcast has much nicer voice and most probably I'll ask him to record an advertising piece that will go along with the podcast from now on. But before it's ready, you'll have to bear with my voice. So basically, just the draft of the book. If you have it ready, just check out publishtobereaded.com and see what's there. If you need something on top or if you need something that is not there but you'd like me to help you with, just write me an email at anni.anialexander.com. Okay, so now let me introduce my guest. Today I'm talking to Andrew O'Brien. Andrew is the founder of Paid Factors, which is focused on helping entrepreneurs gain more media exposure and learn how to leverage that exposure to create a stronger brand and build a larger and more interactive audience. He has been featured on over 70 media channels, many to include national and international media outlets. Along with his media exposure, he has become the most requested speaker in his industry, traveling around the world, speaking to some of the world's top government agencies and private organizations. 
It is because of Andrew's success in the media that he was able to become the top in his industry and triple his fee in less than a year. So Andrew's goal is to help 500 entrepreneurs triple their income through media exposure by the end of 2016. And since uh, we know how important that is, and since many of us as introverts, writers struggle with being on media and with don't have a clue how to get there, I tried to dig into that topic and find out from Andrew where we start, what we do, and what media exposure can bring to us as authors. Hello there, Andrew. I'm really happy to have you over. Welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's really nice to sort of these days I'm actually receiving many requests from people to be guests on my show, which is uh, pretty new to me because usually I've been the one who have been ch- chasing people around <laughs> and looking for guests. But uh, I'm, I'm still looking around in the um, social media and sort of, you know, trying to notice people who would be interested for my show. So I've seen what you've done and I decided that I definitely need to talk to you about media exposure today. Yeah, I saw that you uh, you posted that on social media this morning about having to you know, look in and say no to certain people. And that's always a good thing, right? That means you're getting a lot of requests and you're having to be picky about who's on your show. Oh, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is that I've always been picky about who I want on my show, even when I just started. <laughs> because <laughs> because I thought that, you know, these days people are busy and time is very valuable. So if they dedicate 40 minutes to listen to my show, you know, I at least have to make sure that what they listen is of a good quality. <laughs> right. That, that, that's a good podcaster. Always taking care of your audience. Oh, definitely. Okay. So uh, let's just, you know, start from the very beginning. How did you end up doing what you're doing now? Because I I have a a suspicion that that's not what you've been always doing before. Yeah. So, you know, when I first started my career as an entrepreneur, um, probably about about three years ago, I'm not going to say as an entrepreneur, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. When I first became a successful entrepreneur about three years ago, um, I, I started in the field of public speaking and trauma consulting. So I, I was a public speaker on the mental health side, and over, um, my topic was about trauma and overcoming trauma and overcoming obstacles and succeeding in life. And uh, my, my biggest client was the United States military. And what I realized was in the first year as a speaker, I was, I was on over 50 media channels. And then... Uh, after after that first year, the media kept expanding and kept expanding. I kept getting more and more media coverage. And what I realized was just how easy it was for me to get the media exposure that I wanted. And how I never had a I never had to hire a PR firm. I never had to hire a PR agent. I did it all by myself. And it was just it was very simple. And so it just made sense to me, hey, this is what I should be doing. I should be teaching entrepreneurs. You know, the ways that I did this for myself, because I've been on USA Today, MSNBC, BBC, NHK, um, Al Jazeera, MTV, Oxygen. I, I've been on a lot of TV. And so I wanted to teach entrepreneurs, not just TV, but how to get 
extensive media exposure and how to really benefit from that because my biggest mistake my first year was I didn't leverage my media. So I was getting all the media attention, but I wasn't growing my audience or making sales or uh, I was just focused on getting the media attention and adding that pretty little badge to my website instead of actually leveraging it and, and boosting my sales. So that's actually what led into me getting into this. Okay, I see. So basically, uh, that's something that people end up asking a lot when they see someone being featured on different media, which is difficult to get in. I mean, you, you end up uh, getting people asking you, okay, so how did you do that? You know, how did you manage to get in there? So um, let's kind of, you know, dive into that a little bit. Let's... Um, talk about our listeners who are uh, most probably self-published authors and most probably they are not big names so we haven't heard their names yet but they have a book out there and uh, they definitely need this exposure because they have to get visibility out there so let's say I have the book I have published it uh, I'm an unknown author where do I start? Because I guess with the time, once you have been featured somewhere, it's easier to pitch the second or third place. But in the very, very start, the starting point, what's need to be done? Yeah, so I always tell people, no matter what the niche, whether they're an author, an entrepreneur, an investor, a finance advisor, whatever it is, I always tell them you always want to start small. So you want to start as an author you want to start with blogs and podcasts with you know less than a lot of followers. You want to just start getting your name out there and getting in front of more, more and more people. You want to take every opportunity to get on any media outlet that you possibly can. It doesn't matter if they have five followers or 5,000 or 500,000. It doesn't matter how many followers they have. You just want constant media exposure. Media exposure is always good for you. It's never bad for you. So I always tell everybody, you know, any chance you get, take it. And so especially as a self-published author, if you're just starting out, you want to do a blog tour and you want to go to book reviewers and find book reviewers on your special niche and get them to review your book publicly on their blog. And you want to go to other blogs that have to do with your niche and just ask to do guest posts. And you want to go on a podcast with your niche and, and just introduce yourself and let people know, hey, you know, I've, I've got a book out and this here's the book and, and give some valuable content. Uh, on these podcasts, you want you want to start small and work your way big because I know you know I re just recently I had someone reach out that's an author and say, "Hey, I don't want to do the small stuff. I just want to get on Good Morning America." And I was <laughs> like, "And I think we all do, but that's a little that's a little more challenging. It doesn't happen that way. You have to start small and you have to build that momentum and you have to create that name behind yourself before the big guys will even look at you. You know, you want." You have to have this massive media exposure on the blogs and podcasts before you go after the bigger podcasts and, and uh, bigger media because they have to see a track record first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. And so let's let's just, you know, look at the practical part of it. Let's say you have uh, selected several small podcasts you want to be interviewed at and then you have to pitch them. And, you know, I, I can tell like loads of different wrong ways that people do that. But I want you to tell me the right way instead. <laughs> yeah. So on, on my website, I actually have something called a media outreach template and it's free. 
and I'll, I'll give you that uh, link for your show notes. Okay. Um, but in in this template, it's a fill in the blank template, and it's it's what you send out to podcasters or bloggers. And the biggest thing is people see this template and they think, or they hear about it, and they think, oh, it's just a copy and paste that I can send to every podcast or every blog out there. <laughs> and what I tell people is. You never do that because all that does is frustrate people. All that does is aggravate people. And people can tell when you're just copy and pasting stuff. Um, in this template, you have to do some research. You have to listen to a, one of their podcasts. You have to read one of their blog posts. You have to make sure that it makes sense for you to be on their show. And then you have to explain to them why it makes sense for you to be on their show. Oh, I, definitely. And, yeah. I mean, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. No, I, I was just, you know, I wanted to tell that you definitely know when you've been sent a template, a ready template. It, it's just, you know, it, there's no way not to notice that. And when you notice that, it's sort of, you know, a noise at least. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's why I created, I created a general template that, that it walks you through what you're supposed to do, but it's not just copy and paste. You know, in the template it says, do research and listen to the podcast and tell the, the podcast host, hey, you know, on this episode, when you said this, it really taught me something and I was able to do this with that tip. And, you know, it's just about you have to tell them why you deserve to be on their podcast unless you're some famous person that's just getting requests all the time. If you're really starting out, you have to take the time and, and research the podcast and, and research the host and make sure that you are making it personalized and, oh, and not just sending a blanket email. Yeah, I mean, if you are writing to me that I have a new book coming out and I want to advertise it and talk about it on your podcast, that's maybe not the right way to phrase that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's say you sort of, you know, I I'm sure that in that template, I haven't seen it, but I presume that there is this element of telling your story, which is like justifying why you, you know, you should be there. And I'm getting people coming back to me saying, yes, but I don't have a story, which I don't believe, actually. So what is your take on this? So the biggest thing I tell every entrepreneur out there, so I have two different services. My first service is an online course where any entrepreneur can take it whatsoever. Now, my second service is private consulting, and I'm very picky on that. And here's the reason behind that. It's because I want to make sure that whoever I work with shares their why. Every entrepreneur has to have a story. Every author have, obviously has to have a story. So it's about sharing your story and sharing, you know, and being transparent about who you are, why you do what you do. Because it's not just about what you do. It's not just about that book sale. It's not just about you know becoming a best-selling author. It's about why do you want to become a best-selling author? And it can't have to do with money. You know What is the passion behind what you do? And that's why I tell everybody to share. You want to share your why. Because without your why, you're not going to make it very far in the media. Everybody in the media wants to make sure there's a story behind your why. Why, why do you do this? What led it into it? Everybody wants to know your story. And so I, I always tell people, make sure that you get clear on your why. You know, why did you write this book? Um, why are you wanting to make, you know, get the story out there as far as possible? Why, why, why? Because that's what people want to know. They want to know your passion behind what you do, not just what you do. 
Exactly. And I, I'm just wondering, we, we all have our stories, but we I don't think that we have only we have one core story and then we have many different stories that we can kind of, you know, use later on in different situations. So do you think that if I research the media and I see that they are about a certain thing, can I modify the core story to make it more kind of, you know, um, to, to resonate it more with that media outlet? Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, if you think about, you know, I, I do podcasts all the time. So when I'm, I'm speaking to you right now and I'm molding everything around be, uh, being an author, right? Because I've self-published a book as well. Now, when I go on podcasts and talk about mental health, it's still a story and it's still my story, but I'm molding it to focus on that crowd. So I always mold my story to make sure that I'm I'm talking to my core audience, the people that are going to be listening to me, because I'm not going to sit here and talk about mental health to authors. So that doesn't make sense for me. But you know, it depends on, on my media outlet that I'm going to be in front of. And I always mold myself to match that audience. It depends on who you're talking to and what you want them to do. Okay, so you self-published a book yourself. So uh, can you tell me your why, your story about this? Yeah, so uh, when I first started, when I first, uh, so let me give you a little background. I, I was raised in a really rough life in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas here in the United States. And I experienced a lot of traumatic events uh, from childhood. My mother was actually a prostitute. And, and so that was what I was raised around. And I witnessed a lot of traumatic things as a child. I grew up and made some really bad decisions in my teenage years where I got into drugs and alcohol. Uh, escaped that life by joining the United States Army. And I did uh, a year in Iraq. And I served as a lead gunner for the United States Army. I got out of Iraq and came back home and uh, attempted to take my own life. And that was because of you know my, my traumatic childhood plus the war. And then after that, I came back and my mother actually um, was convicted of murder uh, for murdering her husband and I had to testify against her in the court. And so it's been a very crazy, crazy life full of traumatic experiences. Oh. And so when I heard about, um, you know, I, I survived my suicide attempt and I heard it in 2012 that in the United States, 22 United States veterans are taking their own life every day. Mm-hmm. And that is what led me to writing my book is because, you know, I realized that 22 men and women that were just like me were taking their own life every day. And I wanted to change that. And I wanted to be part of something to change that. So that's why I self-published a little. I mean, it wasn't even a full book. It was a two page booklet. But that booklet is what got me into all the media uh, when I first started. Okay, I see. So, well, I, I'm just, you know, trying to absorb all this right now because it's... Uh, <laughs> right, it's a lot. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, that life story of yours is at least one full novel itself. I mean, that's the way I see that. It's, it's kind of, you know, which could turn into a movie later on. So, uh, I, I think you should later on write your autobiography as well when when you have the oh, we're time actually, we're working on that we're working on that right now so oh you uh, are okay we got, yeah we're seeing how far it goes so okay yeah i see so so basically as you said it's you know everything you write has a story behind it and you had this two-page thing that came out and led to many different other things so um do, do you have this, you know, d did you end up 
reaching your goal with this two-page uh, thing in the very beginning? I mean, do, do, do you feel fulfilled in terms of why you did that as a result you've got? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a 32-page little, little oh, 32, booklet. Sorry. Yeah, and so, but it, it did a lot for me. It got me into the speaking market, and that's the main reason I wanted to do it. It wasn't because... I wanted to sell books. I, I'm not much of a writer. I'm more of a speaker. And so that's what the book did for me. It got me into the speaker market where I was able to go and share my story to the people who needed to hear it. You know, I, I'm good at on stage. I'm not good at writing. Um, but that's what it did for me. So I'm definitely happy with what it did now. It's not the ultimate goal. I mean, this new book that we're working on now, um, which is looking very good at, I mean, it's looking like it's actually and be published um it's that's a lot more exciting for me because i feel like that's going to get spread out to a lot more people um and i don't have to write it so that's always the better part of it uh but it yeah i definitely feel like that book did a lot for me for for starting my career and getting me into the speaking market which is where i wanted to be because i wanted to share my story on a personal level and and since then i've, I've spoken all around the world i've spoken here in the u.s south korea and japan to uh, soldiers, sailors, marines, and airmen. Wow, yeah, I see. So, I mean, since since we touched this subject, I, I'll ask one more question and we'll get back to, to the media thing. But um, since you're writing that book, this new book of your life, uh, I mean, I have this challenge and many people have this challenge of opening up and writing about such painful and personal stuff, knowing that many people will eventually be reading that. How have you overcome that? I mean, how comfortable you feel about actually revealing things which are not always so comfortable to talk about? Yeah, you know, when I first started, it was really, really difficult. Um, it was really difficult because I was telling some very, very personal and intense parts of my life that no one knew about. I mean, people had known me for years and didn't know about my childhood. And that was something I always kept to myself. I was always embarrassed of. Um, but what I realized was as soon as I took that step of actually sharing it, which was the hardest part, it felt like every time I shared it, it was getting some weight off of my shoulders that had been there for a very long time. It was things that I was holding on to for such a long time, and, and it was weighing me down. And every time I shared it, it felt like I was lighter, a little bit lighter and a little mm -hmm. bit lighter until eventually it, it just went away. You know, sharing all these personal, intense, very painful stories uh, over the past few years. You know, the first couple times of actually speaking on stage, I broke down and cried as a man in front of a crowd of men. And it felt good to do it, you know. And I don't cry anymore, but the first six months, I cried quite a bit whenever I got on stage my personal, intense story. Because it opened up some old wounds that I I needed to open up and heal and It, it was what needed to happen for me, so I was able to help other people heal as well because that was my whole mission. My whole goal was to help people heal. And so it definitely it wasn't easy, but it was what needed to happen to really uh, help help the people I wanted to help. Oh, wow. It, it requires lots of courage. Not everyone can do that. So it's, it's, it's very impressive. So, okay, well, I mean, we, we got into things I never thought we would be talking about with you, to be <laughs> honest. So it's kind of, you know, you, you drew me sort of, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's get back to <laughs> to media. Uh, I mean, many people uh, sort of um, are not very comfortable 
being uh, in public, I mean, speaking in public and giving out interviews and stuff like that. And obviously, if you want this media exposure, I mean, no one, you can outsource the help and uh, you can outsource the service to get you there, but you will have to eventually show up and do the interview. So... um, what kind of tips do you have for those? I mean, especially writers are very introverted, most most of them. So they may feel a bit shy and uncomfortable and tense. Is there any way to get over that? Yeah, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of practice. And so what I tell people, and this is why I tell people you, you want to start small and work your way big. Because my first uh, news interview before a podcast or a blog or anything, my very first interview was with Fox News Austin, which is a local news station here in Texas. And so they came out and they put this big old camera in my face and they interviewed me and I was sweating and I was anxious and I didn't know what to do. And it was my first time on TV and it, it was nerve wracking to say the least. But it, that's why I say you always want to start small because you want to practice over and over and over again. So right now, you know, if people are, if there's going to be authors out there that want to do a lot of video or they're getting on actual you know, TV news or, or they're getting on TV. I would suggest going over to Blab and, and, doing vid- and hopping on with video calls there on Blag and, Blab and just starting the conversations or jumping into other people's conversations and getting comfortable in front of a camera and getting confident because people are going to be able to tell you know, when they're watching you in the media if you're confident or if you're not. Now, when it comes to podcasts and blogs, you know that that's a lot easier. Uh, blogs are written, so that's you know that's probably the best area for authors where they're going to strive the most. Um, but when it comes to podcasts, it's just about constant practicing. You know, starting small, and working your way big, and and building that confidence so that by the time you get to the big fish, it's it's much easier for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. And, and you know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Blab because, I mean, I was someone who felt really sort of tense and uncomfortable in front of camera. So I, I almost never did videos. I did it only once. I did a Google Hangout on the first year anniversary of this podcast because I thought that if people listened to me for a whole year and never saw me, Maybe they deserve to see me on video. <laughs> so I, I, I had that one time. And later on, Periscope came up, uh, which sort of, you know, was praised. And everyone said that you should try that. You know, it's a great way to build audience and grow it and stuff like that. I tried it twice. I hated it. I, I'm not doing it again. But Blub was the only channel which sort of, um, you know, helped me naturally think about me being on camera and think about what I say and who I talk to rather than sort of, you know, how I look. So I I guess, you know, I I testify that, that it's very easy and uh, very comfortable to be on camera when you are on Blab, so you can start there. (laughs) Yeah, it's something I suggest to people in my course and, and even my own clients, you know, I tell them, you want, you want that practice and it's best to do it, you know, with random people online because that's what you're going to be doing with podcast interviews and other interviews anyways. 
Oh yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the following. Let's talk about another big why. I mean, many people argue saying that, yeah, but you know, why should I be on media? You know, I have my own blog, I have my own podcast, let's say. There is a certain uh, group of people who already know me. Uh, I have some readers for my books. So what is it that it will bring me on top of that? So, you know, I, I hear this question more than you would think um, a lot of the time. So they're like, you know, I, I don't really need the media. I've got this going. I've got that going. And that's like saying I don't need more money. I mean, if you don't need more money, that's great. And I, I would love to be your friend and you can always <laughs> send me some. Um, but I saying you don't need media is like saying you don't need to scale your business, like saying that you don't need more sales. You don't need more people reading your book. You don't need that. It's saying the same exact thing as that because media exposure is always, always, always good for you. It's always good to get your your book in front of a new audience. I mean, always, because that's what being on different podcasts does is you're constantly getting in front. Excuse me, you're constantly getting in front of a new audience, and that's what that's who you want to be in front of. You constantly want that new audience that's going to read your book, buy your book, and tell their friends about your book. And even if you're getting on podcast where you're reaching the same audience as the last podcast now they just keep hearing your name over and over and over again and then the people who didn't choose to buy your book at first are now like well now i have to buy that book because i've heard them like five or six times on five or six different podcasts that i listen to and so that's why i tell people you always want to get that massive massive media exposure because when you listen to if you listen to a car sales ad on the radio they say a phone number at least three times. And the reason they say it at least three times is because marketing tells us that in order for something to stick in someone's head, you have to say it, they have to hear it at least three times. And so that's what media does. It gets your name in front of someone's or pounded in someone's brain multiple times to where they're finally like, okay, I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. Just like if you look at Facebook and you know that same ad keeps popping up over and over and over again you're more likely to kick, click that ad the fourth or fifth time you see it than the first time. Okay, yeah, I see. So uh, what is the role of the personality that, that plays in all this? Because, I mean, there are obviously people who are more charismatic and, you know, people who for whom it's much easier to sort of, you know, give a very interesting and intellectual interview and some who are not so much. So when you're working with your clients, uh, are you kind of, I don't know, selecting them somehow or are you just, you know, you can work with any type of personality and it will give the same successful results? So when it comes to my clients, when it comes to my private consulting, the ones I handle on that side, um, I'm, I'm a lot more selective on that, but not by personality. It's more about what are their goals. I only work with, you know, my private consulting, I only work with people who are trying to become the authority figure in their field, trying to become like the top of their field. That's who I want to work with. So that's who I focus on working with. Um, you know, on my course, it's meant for every anyone. But what I tell everybody is I work with the personality because all I care about is what you're trying to get out there, not who you act like. Um, and the reason is because I'm, I'm not a very exciting personality. I'm not very charismatic. I'm not very all over the place. I just have an intense story. I've got, you know, a mission. I've got a purpose. And I, I share it my way. Um, but what I tell people is for those ones that don't have this huge personality that stand out and, and just, you know, have this shining light on them, 
as I tell them, just make sure you get valuable content during your interviews. If you don't have this, you know, ecstatic personality, just make sure you're giving the people steps that they can take that they're going to listen to and realize, wow, that really worked for me. So it's all about the content, not much about the personality. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, I mean, if you have it, flaunt it. If you have that exciting, crazy personality, that's always good. That's going to create more of a following for you a lot easier. But for those of us that don't have it, I never tell anyone to fake it. Never pretend to have that. People are going to notice that right off the bat. Yeah. Just be yourself. And if you don't have that personality, just give good content so people will follow you. Okay. Yeah, I see. So, um, Let's understand uh, when we are pitching media and we are telling our story and we are justifying why we would be a good fit for their audiences. Usually, is there something like general that all media channels are looking for? Like one thing that definitely you should address in your pitches everywhere? So every media outlet wants to please their audience. That's the first and most important goal. And I'm sure you agree with me on that. You want to make sure that you're keeping your audience entertained, you're keeping them pleased, and you're giving them valuable content. So the first thing is you always want to make sure that you're offering valuable content in a different way than they've heard it before. So it's finding a different way to give different content than you know their previous guests. It's doing something different. Um, because they, they want to give that to their audience. They always want to give them something different, something new, a different way of thinking, a different way of you know acting on a certain type of uh, strategy or niche. And then um, other than the content, I always say, always suggest something free um, for the audience. Always give away a free gift. You know, Mine for this podcast is a three-step guide to media exposure, which I'll give you the link for that. Um, where they can you know, go and get it for free and they can take these three steps and see immediate action uh, or immediate change around their media exposure. So I always say, always, always offer something for free to the audience. So that way you're giving the, these people, audiences, something valuable as well, something that they can walk away with. So they have more than just the podcast. They have something they can go and get and actually start to take action on. Um and and those are the two main things is you want to provide the valuable content and you always want to give something away for free to the audience um, that's going to benefit them. Okay, so let's look at the best case scenario. Let's say we started small, we did everything right, we got media exposure, it's growing, we become popular and now we end up having, you know, requests from media to be there. Uh, so what do we do then? I mean, let's say the time is limited and we have to pick or choose some of those. How, what are the criteria? How does one chooses where to go and where not? So this is something I do for a lot of my clients is it, it's all about research. You want to make sure that you're researching and that's even before you become popular. That's before you become, you know, very busy. Um, you always want to do that research and make sure that whatever media outlets you're going on is going to benefit you and benefit your brand. Even if you're just starting out, you still want to make sure that you know you don't want to go as an author and go speak on a video game podcast. That makes no sense. You, yeah. And that's what I, you know, it's funny is I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing that just starting out is they'll go out and they'll just blast everybody and get anyone who will have them on any show. And mm-hmm. I always tell them that's not good for your brand. You want to make sure that you're getting in front of your core, audience, your your avatar. You don't want to be getting in front of a bunch of random people. You're wasting your time. 
uh, it's not going to look good on your portfolio. It's just focus on the ones that's going to get you in front of the people you need to be in front of. Um, and then along with the research, you want to make sure that, especially as you're getting busier and busier, you know, I, I work with some of the top entrepreneurs out there who are extremely busy and have various requests coming from all types of podcasters. And I always make sure that I'm getting them on ones that have been around for a little while and have a good review rating and uh, have a good amount of reviews. So, you know, I usually tell my, my private consulting guests, I never get them on podcasts that have less than 40 reviews on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I can find the down, amount of downloads they have a month, I'll look into that as well. But I want to make sure that it's getting them in front of a, a good audience because most of my clientele, my private consulting clientele, you know, they've already been on a lot of podcasts. So I'm not so focused on just getting them on any podcast that will have them that matches their niche. I'm focused on getting them on the ones that have good followings and the ones that are going to benefit them the most. Okay, I see. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, you you basically want to reach your audience, your potential audience, not just any audience. Otherwise, you sort of, you know, waste time and also people will get confused what you are about. Which, which may right. become a problem later on. Okay, well, I mean, sounds good. Uh, I guess we sort of, you know, covered practical parts. So, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, um, people can get something from this interview and go ahead and try things by themselves already. And they, they also got the, the free template and the three-step thing. So, you know, they can check that out as well. I, I will have them in the show notes. And um, I guess, uh, I don't know, unless you want to add something else as a final advice, uh, we can sort of wrap it up. Yeah, so there's one last thing, and this is a tip that's going to really help everybody out there. So what you want to do is you want to go to Facebook and you want to go to fa- you want to create a Facebook ad. And here's something I've been telling everyone because it's the most simple thing that no one has thought about before. But you create a Facebook ad, and in this ad, you put you make a 60-second video. In this video, you're talking to podcasters, bloggers, contributors, reporters, journalists. You're just telling people, hey, this is who I am. This is my story. I would love to come and share my story with your audience on your media outlet. You target that Facebook ad to target um, people with the job title podcaster, blogger, journalist, contributor, And if you want to target certain companies, certain big magazines, you can always do that as well. But that's that ad right there will get you some media requests flowing in as long as you're spending a good amount of money on it. Um, It's going to get media requests flowing in if you don't want to sit there and have to constantly take the time to reach out to individual media outlets. That's the way to start getting people to reach out to you because they use Facebook just like you do. And when they watch a video saying, hey, this is my story, I would love to share my story with your audience, you'll start getting the requests coming into you. Wow. Perfect. Okay, so guys, go ahead, record 60-second video and put it as a Facebook ad and let's see what happens. I mean, I would love to get a feedback for those who tried. Just, you know, email us. Email me at at AnnieAlexander.com and I'll I'll share the feedback with Andrew and, and we can sort of, you know, be happy for your success. There we go. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming over. I really enjoyed this interview and um, I wish success to you and your clients because it's really nice to get where you want to be. 
Well, thank you very much, and maybe I'll see you in London this summer. Oh yeah, that would be great. Well, that's that's all we have for you today. I hope that the tips that Andrew shared will really help you get on media and get the exposure you deserve. Uh, all the links uh, to his uh, tools and where to find him will be in the show notes. So make sure that you check out the show notes at annialexander.com backwards slash 149. And uh, as I said in the very beginning, you know, published to be read is born. So if you have a draft of your book ready, just check out and uh, make sure you get published in three weeks because I want to see your names on covers of the books. So uh, publishedtobered.com, head over there and see what I've got for you. Meanwhile, don't give up. Please don't and keep writing and finish that first draft. Take care and meet you in the next episode.